right. You are now listening to an all-new episode of The Last Men Potting. I'm your host, Imad, here with my co-host, Steve, and together we make The Last Men Potting. Steve, how the fuck you feeling this week? It got cold on... I think it's going to be a cold winter, man, because it got so cold. It went from, like, 85 to 65 in, like, one day. So, Sleepy Joe got to get shit right with uh, Putin over there, man, and get some of those Russian oil or whatever. And get that... Fix that shit, Sleepy Joe, because y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> y'all got me fucked up this winter, man. This shit is cold out here. Like that's such a random connection. What what the fuck does Sleepy Joe have to do with the weather? Some of that damn. I'm talking about getting that Russian oil so I could be warm this winter. It's, I'm on the East Coast. Well, shit. They can go to Utah and get all of the oil they need. Like we don't yeah. need any foreign oil. That's that's the lies that the media set up. There's plenty of resources over here. Hey, well, fuck it. I don't get whatever wherever you gotta go. Shit. I mean, if if we have to, let's just get Joe out of there and get Cam off for president. He get the computers puking. Like, I'm sure he can get the, the uh, uh, man Putin, Putin, whatever the fuck. Yeah, you better just get some extra layers. <laughs> like, you, you waiting for a leader to show up to, yeah. to, to help some shit. You better go buy a coat. Like, fuck that, nigga. <laughs> what? Can't run for president. Yeah, I, I don't think we know anything on this podcast. That's been established. We, we just be talking shit. I'll be doing All right, if you say so. With that chick, uh, Amanda Seal, she had a whole special talk about I be knowing, and I damn sure know I know more than her. That so was I know horrible. I, be... <laughs> I watched. See, that was back when I was watching any special. That was bad. I be knowing, because like she was trying to like throw in Negro spirituals and all this other yeah. goofy shit. I was like, this is not comedy, Miss. Yeah. Well, look, look, look. Um, I'm not going. That, you know, that's a Ma's opinion because I don't. You know, I might be back on the comedy scene, so I don't need. I don't need nobody coming up to me angry to talk about, you said this about my motherfucking special. I'll just say this, Amanda Seals, if you need somebody to write for you, I got you. My pen game is tight. You can hear these jokes on these podcasts, you know what I mean? I'll get with you. I'll fix your shit. What are you, some type of dick eater? (laughs) (laughs) My shit tight, dude. Like, what? Like, not I can't say the truth about Amanda Seals not being funny because she might give me a look. Like, hell no, nigga. Like, like, that's, that's ugly. Yeah. yeah, we know the bitch ain't funny. It's like, I don't even have to fucking say that. Oh, like, all, right, all right. It's like, like, what? what oh, so, uh, so you don't want to rub salt in the wound. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what? how does it go? Like, what's uh, what's understood to have to be said or some shit? Like, you know what I'm saying. It's like. Yeah, all right. F- fair enough. Fair enough. You're like, we, we know what we're looking at. That's like that one joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. <laughs> that, sounds like, like, that sounds so bad. Like, we, we know what we're looking at. Like, but, when you're well, on uh, the stage. What Michael Blackson say? He said, uh, she not ugly, she's just nobody type. Like, that's, you know, we know what we're looking at. Like, that's just the polite way of saying, you know, you need to get your shit together. I got, well, I got to be a dick eater. Like, I, like, like I said, Amanda Seals, give me a call. I'll fix all that shit. I'll make all that shit for you. You need to joke with this podcast, sweetie. The right price, I could even make your shit tighter. That's what I'm saying. I'll get everybody. I'll fix everybody's shit. Come holler at your boy. Yeah, we got a full clip over here. I got um, a full clip. Let your key to speak. So, you know, uh, I-, I want to start the podcast off with a little 1-4 flat because I'm turning 30 tomorrow and I- I- I've been uh, re- reminiscing on my 20s and all of that type of shit, reflecting, thinking about the future, where things need to go. Steve turned 30 a little bit earlier this year. I don't know if he did the same. Um, yeah. Well, uh, so what you going to do for your birthday? You going to buy some pussy? Buy some pussy. I'm a child of God, sir. I I don't I don't engage in that type of behavior. What's my man uh, Barry White? Rio, like Brazil must be like that, yo. 
Oh, I'm I'm going to Brazil next year. That's happening, and and we uh, we gonna we gonna find out all of that shit. Like all that shit. The like Austin Holliman and Barry White and all these other niggas be talking about about going overseas and the women. I'm gonna find all that shit out and test them theories out. And I might bring something back with me. Don't let that worry you. That nigga said real. <laughs> But, um, but like, you know, just looking back at, you know, the sh- stuff that molded me in my 20s and I-, I was thinking of like the different music that, that, you know, I liked and enjoyed. And last night I, I threw on Indicud. Um, I think that's like Kid Cudi's like third or fourth album. And I hadn't listened to it in a while. And I remember that like I had it in heavy rotation in 2013 when it was out. I know Steve got tired of it. And uh, th- th- those was the tracker days. Uh, we used to ride around in the tracker, like making false moves on the weekend. But uh, like, like that's just like a dope album, um, and it just had me thinking about Kid Cudi. I was like, man, Kid Cudi really was like one of those artists that shaped the sound in the last ten years. But for some reason, I don't think he really gets the respect he deserves, or he doesn't think he gets the respect he deserves because he's out here wearing dresses on uh saturday night live and shit like that for attention so i i don't get it but uh but that album uh, i just don't think it gets regarded for some reason it's kind of a, a forgotten album but i when i was listening to it last night i heard the influence of it on a lot of people's music that has come out since and uh you know it's just like a, a eclectic mix of people on there it's like everybody from father john misty kendrick asap rocky um, Michael Bolton, RZA, and Too Short are on this album. Like the shit is all over the place, but it there's really only a couple of false steps on there. And for some reason, I think Kid Cudi just got categorized as a hook man in the uh, in like the the twenty teens or whatever. Like when he had his, his lane, but like he got some bars on there. A really dope album, and for some reason, it just has got has been forgotten and and, and cuddy's been forgotten the fact like i just don't like see it about here wearing dresses and shit i'm like nigga you got talent you don't got to do these antics like this, this is ridiculous he does have to do those antics like it don't matter if you got talent like if you want to keep a certain level of fame you gotta do certain shit he's a worker he gotta work he's not a boss what dave does tell you he's not a boss <laughs> <laughs> If he was a boss, he would have to do that shit. He's not a boss. Well, speak speaking of that. Um, well, before before we go there, um, what are your thoughts on Cuddy? Oh, Cuddy yeah. was somebody that I, I tried to suggest to you, but it just it just didn't take. What, what is it about Cuddy that you don't like? Uh, I think his style, like a lot of like his beat selection and like his songs, like it's just not for me. Like you know me, it's like. I like more of the hardcore shit. Like, I think Dom kind of caught on just because it's, like, laid back. And he talking about that West Coast shit. Like, Cuddy was a little bit too weird for me. But nah, I can't really fuck with that. But, like, Cuddy been on some of the best shit that I've, like, heard. Like, I love uh, Christian Dior Denim Flow, you know, and I love, um, what's the other joke? Gorgeous. Uh, Gor- Gorgeous, yeah. So, like, you know, Cuddy, he just, he, he amplifies a lot of what Kanye does, but, you know, he not really the star to me. He more like a Luke Longley or some shit, like or fucking Steve Kerr. Like just go stand in the fucking corner to your fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's so dismissive. Like yeah. yo, just stand in the corner and do what you're told. Yeah, like that's 
Cuddy, like, I feel like when you, like, if he in the studio, he got to do too much on his own. It's like, you know, the fuck out of here. But I do like, um, like I said, I mean, Cuddy's good when he's a collective. Because he got uh, the joke with, um, I like the chick, the, the joint he got with Travis Scott, like, Through the Night. I like uh, Temptation with Ty Dolla Sign. So I don't know, like, I, I think, like I said, when Cuddy, <laughs> when he has a role to play, he's, he's a great role player. That's what I think about Kid Cuddy. You say you're calling him a worker. Yeah, he, he's he's a grunt worker. <laughs> <laughs> not not Cuddy's the grunt worker. He's a grunt well, worker. Well, well, shout, shout out to Kid Cuddy. I, I just wanted to, to, to spot like that because like Cuddy definitely yeah. made a lot of the music that I, I fucked with in my early twenties. Um, I, I don't really listen to his new shit. Haven't heard his last couple projects. Don't know if he's still making good shit. But yeah. ho- hope everything's going all right with Cuddy. Getting into the topics for this week. Yeah. Um, you know, you just mentioned, you know, workers and when, when people play their role and stuff like that. And this week, there was a lot of attention on, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, Ime Aduka, Aduka is, that, is that how you say it? He, he's the coach of the Boston Celtics. The, the specifics, I'm not going to say they're not as important, they're not that important, but for the sake of this conversation... Look up the specifics on your own. <clears throat> Something that we've touched on before, the, these like Me Too scenarios of people in the workplace having sexual relationships, relationships in the workplace or whatever. Like, you know, if Ime Aduke is cheating on his wife, that's between him and his wife because nowadays half you motherfuckers got open relationships anyway. I don't know what cheating is anymore. I don't think y'all know what cheating is either. So I'm not, I don't care about that. Um... What I am interested in is him being dragged out in public as, like, a bad guy and, like, this nonstop news attention that he's getting um, when just last week we talked about, you know, somebody like Brett Favre with a welfare scandal doesn't get any attention, and now this is the end of the world. Like, this uh, Ime Aduke thing, he, and now he has to get it suspended. Like, what is him having a relationship with a member of the Celtics staff have to do with his ability to coach the team? Because according to Steve, they were in the championship last year. Yeah, they were playing Steph Curry right there. So, you know, in, in sports, we know that certain people, you know, it may depend on what organization you belong to or, you know, what your value is to an organization. They'll bend the rules for you. Like, you know, we've seen instances. Now, this is NFL, but similar. Ben Roethlisberger had multiple sexual assault allegations that if you read the details, they sound like they're beyond sexual assault. They're rape. Um, And he got suspended for six games for violation of the NFL conduct policy in 2010 for this type of stuff. Now, that's the NFL, but... I think it's still a fair comparison where Ime Aduke is not being accused of rape. He's not facing legal charges or anything. Um, The most you could say is some infidelity. That's between him and his wife. That's nobody's business. And he's a championship-level coach, but he's being drug out in public like he's the worst guy ever. And, you know, you see this happen to the so-called black man in America all of the time. And, you know, guys like uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Brett Favre, like, they either get a slap on the wrist or it's not that big of a deal. There's that, that subtle level of racism is the, real, is the real racism. 
It, like like the Donald Sterling guys, it's easy to to get them out of the way, but you're not getting the people out of the way that say that that take this man's opportunities away over some frivolous bullshit. I mean, I, like you know, a lot of brothers they say they're tired or whatever. I don't get tired of this shit. Like it's the conditions of the battle. Like we're better than them. So it's like I was talking to the homie about <clears throat> the comedy scene here, and they're like, yeah, you know, I don't know why it's more not more opportunity for you know, mainstream black comics. I'm like. If there was opportunity for, you know, mainstream black comics, then what the fuck would the white comics do? Like, why the fuck would they let you come into their space and let you dominate their space and now they got to fucking go and not have any opportunity? So that's just part of the game. You know what I mean? Black men just got to be on his P's and Q's and, and this is this is some, you know, some sucker shit. Unfortunately, you know, the brother put himself in that bad opportunity. Yeah, he got to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, because th- th- that's what it comes down to. But I- I'm not here to pile on. Because, no, me neither. No, no. Because I think it's ultimately you you see like they promote fairness, equality, you know, they want to do a blackout whenever a black person gets killed by the police and you know that the the players want to go on the court with the shirts that say I can't breathe and all that. But you still see the organization does doesn't stand by the people that make it the money. Because I don't know what percentage of NBA players is black, but, uh, you know, I have two eyes. I'm going to say it's over 75%. I, I'm going to say it's a lot. Yeah, like, I, 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 it's it's the vast majority, um, you know, that maybe the I think the coaching has become more black over the past couple of years. Out of and, necessity. Like, the, the black coaches are better than the white coaches. That's why. Like, that's why. When they see like the, the, their spaces are getting smaller, their opportunities are getting less because there's more brothers in a position. It's like, all right, well, let, let's find some new ways to derail them because they're not falling for the old ways that we derailed them, you know, the drugs and like we're not getting them the limb bias way no more. So let's get them. Let's get them this way because now, hey, now it's too much information. That is hilarious. It's like, yeah, let's put a nice, delicious piece of pussy in front of him, and like we're gonna see if we can direct. That is yeah, like, <laughs> brothers been wised up to some of the to, to some of the other you know subtle attacks, but but pussy, and it, it, it's it's up to men to be to be diligent about this shit and and yeah. not let that shit leave lead you astray because it's like like the like we all like the pleasures of the flesh, but. You know, we got a purpose out here. You can't get distracted from your purpose off of pleasure. In fairness to him, though, he didn't exactly get distracted off the purpose. Like we said, like, the brother did lead the team to the championship, so he was enjoying his cake and eating it, too. Kendrick say, I can't fuck with you. I'm fasting. Like, yeah. like, like you might need to be fasted when you're in that position because you're walking on a tightrope when you're up there. Yeah. You know, even though you're doing your job and you can still perform your job at a high level, like, maybe there are just certain things that we can't engage in. Even though it's not um, on the surface negative, like you, you, you never like everything has its own cause and effect. It's like the the effect might it might not have affected the job, but now it affected the opportunity that you have, and and now uh, you're getting viewed a certain way. And it's it's, it's bullshit, but like like you said, the black man got to be on his p's and q's out here. We we can't afford to make the slips. That these that these other dudes get to get to make and get a slap on the wrist. Cause do you think that companies need to change their policies regarding dating in the workplace? It's fucking insane. How the fuck are you going to have like it, it's so much confusion in these corporate workspaces? Especially you think about a guy like uh, you know the, the Celtics coach. 
This brother's probably spending anywhere from eight to 19 hours locked in on what he's doing. You know what I mean? So it's like interactions with the women there. Like he, it's not like he got time to go out and go get him some side pussy from regular chicks. Like he's locked in. So, you know, if he gets caught fucking a chick in the broom closet, that goes back to future. He had a lot on one of his songs. He said money. <laughs> he said. <laughs> I, I like how you just like invoke future like he's a yeah. prophet. Yeah. Like, 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 let's go back to the, the book of future, verse two. The book, like. of, the book of future. Uh, <laughs> chapter, chapter hard to choose one, verse two. <laughs> he said money and sex is bringing me problems, but I'm at my best when I'm running through models. So who am I to say, Mr. Future, maybe if you didn't run through those bottles, <laughs> maybe if you didn't run through those bottles, you could create an extra five mixtapes that year. Like, that's not my place to tell Future that. Like, that's what he said. He's at his best when he's running through bottles. So, like, what, what, who am I to say, no, no, Mr. Future, that's that's wrong. Don't, don't run through the models. Like, that's what he do. That's like that the the idea of mojo and, and Austin yeah. Powers. It's like I have to have my mo- so you know what? Yeah, yeah, fuck the Celtics. <laughs> like 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 th- that's the conclusion that I've come to. Fuck yes. the Celtics. Like let that man cook. That man over yes. there cooking. Like 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 he he one side bitch away from a championship. Like, like, and, and y'all want y'all want to take him out the position? Like fuck that shit. Let, let that if, man cook. As long as he not stealing the pussy, let him cook. Maybe if they had some better bitches in the office, they would have won a championship. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, see, that's what a nigga say. Fuck, fuck y'all, Boston hoes. I'm going to Miami. Like, yep. See, y'all gonna y'all gonna lose him. Y'all gonna lose him. Y'all fucking around. Yep. Y'all fucking around. Like, like, see, you're what you're supposed to do. When you when you know you're hiring like high power people, they're always eccentric. They always have like something. Like I, I heard like you know Drake said you gotta have certain candles in his dressing room or he can't go on stage. <laughs> so it's like maybe eBay and Duke need need some fine bitches in the office. So like sad. like like they had that in head of state. Um, when when Chris Rock was running for president, they was like, "What's Nikki for?" He's like, "Oh, she gives you blowjobs. That's what she's for." Like, like, cause you know we we just got tired of all the sexual scandals and shit. So the Celtics should be hiring bitches to, like to have some discretion or some shit. Like, what the fuck y'all doing? Yeah, like y'all don't do business. Well, no. What you say, Steve? Like, I don't do business like that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not that's <laughs> not how you do business. Like, you're supposed no. to protect that man. Yeah, like this shit. This shit should never leak. This shit should never yeah. get out. Like, 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 like you should. You should pull them to the side, like yo, email, like yo, like you getting a little sloppy with the hose. Like we, we got a whole setup for you. Now, now you need to do it like this, and you'd be like, all right, I, like you know, we we gonna win a championship this year. The fact that they purposefully tried to embarrass this guy, that, that that's the real issue. Because like you said, it's like this didn't have to leak. It, 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 Stephen A made that point too. It's like you could have suspended him. You could have done anything that you wanted to do. You could have just said suspended indefinitely for, you know, team uh, detrimental to the team. Like, that that is usually what they do when things like this happen. But now you're trying to embarrass this guy. Like, that's the real issue. Well, yeah, it's it's like with politicians. When politicians get caught up on some shit, they say, oh, such and such had to step down because of family reasons or family obligations or some shit. Like, that's what they give you um, so that you don't get embarrassed. 
Like, like, cause they put it on the table. It's like, look, you either fall the way we tell you to fall, mm-hmm. or if you want to make noise, like we'll we'll start slinging mud with you. Like, you don't want to take it to the mud. So, I, I I think like like that's really what the problem here is. It's like you see they throw a shield around certain people, and then other people they try to embarrass you um, yeah. when somebody has value to your organization. But that that's also shown that they don't value him. At, at the organization because he's bringing you championship level um, coaching and you still want to drum him out and embarrass not only embarrass him publicly by bringing up his his sexual stuff but then you want to suspend him for a year mm-hmm. like suspend him for a year like come on now no like like personally if I'm running a business I don't even want that to be the discussion of my business in public right now anyway like exactly like not when the season's coming up i, I don't want like yo let's focus on the team like yeah. let's yo he had to step away for family reasons like 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 what's family reasons that's his business if he decided to tell you let him decide to tell you exactly and you know and he may you know i guess we all have to learn about you know business being a man of color in an office because I had to realize that, you know, a certain company didn't uh, value me when they're letting the supervisor talk to me any type of way. Like, I feel like, yo, I'm giving you guys championship level effort. And it's like, you got this supervisor sitting here to talk about, you know, now that we've established. So I'm sure Emei's probably in the crib throwing shit around the crib talking about I'm a junkyard dog. So, you know, we all got to learn. Emei's a multimillionaire and Mia Long is in the house. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. think he's at the crib mad. Like... <laughs> like I can't speak on what he should do or, or anything. All I would say, like being a multi man, I say fuck y'all. I'm, I would fuck too. y'all. Like y'all yeah. niggas try to embarrass me now. Like yeah. no, fuck y'all. I'm going to Miami. Yeah. Like they got better bitches. Or I, I'm going to L. A. Or I, I heard they might be bringing a team to Vegas. I'm gonna slide out Vegas or some shit. I don't like Boston. Like like you know, my grandfather is a white man and he lived in Boston. He left Boston because he said Boston was too racist for him. He, like he was, <laughs> he was uncomfortable. Like, like he, like he said, that's how bad Boston is. Fuck y'all, get somebody else in there. I, I got yeah. a couple M's. Like, if yeah. I'm sitting on, if I'm sitting on a couple <laughs> of M's and Nia Long sitting on my face, like I'm cool. Like, uh, yeah. like what, what I else do I need? Nia Long sitting on my face. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Nia Long sitting on my face at all. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 shout out to, uh, shout out to Emay. If, yeah. Like if I pronounce your name wrong, it's no disrespect intended. Yeah, because um, he might come out and slap you on Will Smith style. He might bring the Will Smiths back out. There's <laughs> a lot of niggas like talking about uh, being along like on the internet. Like you don't know what this my man's email pedigree is. You better keep my name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, he, 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 he make it run up if he wants to. I, I got it on me. I, I ain't going for that shit with you six eight niggas. <laughs> I don't fight. <laughs> like, like so. my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah, like, he, like Will Smith did that to the right one. I don't fight. I, I don't. I don't play them type of games. So, <laughs> like, and, and then what? Like, I, I didn't say that bad about the love. Like Chris Rock, that was a little bit of an insult. Like. Like I, I said, you know, me, me alone. That's a compliment, goddamn. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah. She that, getting that, better with age too. Yeah, it's more yeah, she, a few she, women. She's, a, she's aging like wine, while a lot of women yeah. are out here aging like milk. Yeah, she's doing the right stuff at the crib. Like, see, ladies, you gotta change your vibration up. Whatever Nia is doing, follow what that bitch is doing. See, see, you was doing so good, and then you throw the bitch in there. <laughs> 
not do what that bitch is doing. Yeah, go, like, go call that bitch yeah, up. Like, go, go, go get the face cream that bitch got. Like, yeah, she got the shit. That. Yeah, let me that bitch is <laughs> topics for this week um and starting off i wanted to start off with plies uh plies is always a voice of wisdom in hip-hop um i think plies is is underappreciated too his first album real testament in my opinion not quite a classic but it has some classic shit on there not just the stuff that was on the radio songs like a hundred years running my mama crazy um kept it too real like goons lurking, shit like that has been in the rotation for me since 07. Um, and, you know, Plies find, finds ways to stay relevant. And I, I always uh, commend him for that. But this week he spoke on uh, when other, when your homies want to ride your coattails of your shine and of your relevance and they get upset with you when they can't a- obtain that same level. Nigga from the motherfucking trenches together. One nigga pop and he motherfucking take off. Here come his motherfucking dog. He want a motherfucking rap now because he feel like he didn't digest as much shit in the streets at the first motherfucking nigga who took off. Nigga, you can't motherfucking rap. And nigga scared to tell you you can't motherfucking rap. Ain't nobody listening to that shit but you because you got some motherfucking bodies. Nigga, go do something else. Go home up a motherfucking funeral home or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you know i talk about this all the time about how a lot of the quality mainstream music has dropped but we we've seen these stories um a lot where you know you hear young thug gave little baby 20 grand for him to stay out the streets while he was getting his uh his rap deal and all that type of shit together you see sometimes it doesn't work with like meek mill He's been trying to put, you know, O'Malley and some of those other dudes on for years. And, like, sometimes you just don't have the juice. Uh, Memphis Bleak spoke on this one time where he said, I was around Jay-Z all the time in the 90s. We would go out. We'd go to the same restaurant, have the same meal, ride in the same car to the studio, listen to the same beat. But when I get in the booth, my shit just doesn't flow the way his does because some people have the gift and some don't. And I think it takes a certain level of self-awareness to realize that when you don't have the gift, and that's how I took what Plies was saying. It's it's difficult. So I think, you know, as the homie, sometimes it is hard to keep your entitlement in check. You know, I had to do that a couple of weeks ago um, at the job where it's like, you know, the homie had promised something at the job and I'm feeling a certain type of way. I'm like, yo, my, what the, but I had to check that. I'm like, all right, well, look, I don't want to mess up this relationship. <laughs> so let me just check my attitude and just take the L and just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, but it, it's, it's difficult. Like, and, and we see it too where, like, in the in the G-Unit click where 50 feels like everybody's not pulling their weight. So I think it's difficult to be in that position as the big dog where it's like, you know, go back to Michael Jordan, like his style of leadership is like, well, you know, I'm taking care of all these guys and I'm, doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I've never asked these guys to do something that I don't do you know so I, I think that's the, the hard part like nobody ever has empathy for the big dog it's tough to be the big dog <laughs> but, see, but, but when you're the big dog you have to do your part and not exact exact your due 
You have mm-hmm. to do your part and realize that you're cut different. And, yeah. and 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 other niggas aren't cut different. Now, I think what what Plies, what Plies was saying comes from him knowing that other niggas aren't cut the way that he's cut, and it's just like, look, bro, like you're not dealing with reality. This mm-hmm. is this is the reality. Like, I think the the Jay Z thing is is a little different. Like with the Big Dog, where he once said about Beanie Siegel, he's like, look. And Beans yeah. made millions. He would tell you if he wasn't in his feelings. Him, yeah. Like, like that's what it comes down. Is these some of these dudes are in their feelings? Like they think that they're old more, or that like you know, like Beanie Siegel was was saying he thought Jay Z should have bailed him out of jail and all of that type of stuff because he was a guy that was still taking penitentiary chances for for Kanye and stuff when they were all around. He thought it was a family, yeah. and it's like. No, for the big dog, it's business. That's why he's the big dog, because he keeps his eye on business. That's why you're a worker, as, as Steve put it. Like, you know, like the workers have to have to realize they're the worker. The big dog is keeping his eye on everything. And if, you're, right. if you want to be on the team, you have to play your role. And if you're not going to play your role, start your own team or get the fuck out the way. Because it's a lot of responsibility, and I think that, like, as a worker, you know, you have to have um, empathy for that. Like, you know, I talked to my homeboy a couple of months ago where we talked about where we were wrong in, in, in our relationship, and it's like, you know, he's running all these shows and different things. Like, I don't think I had the empathy, like, oh, okay, he has all of these other responsibilities on his mind. I'm just looking like, man, you know, I'm looking at an a open mic list. I'm like, why am I here and I'm not there? So it's like... You know, as men, I think we just kind of have to, when you're focused on yourself, you kind of get past a lot of the, the BS. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> we got to realize we not like that and what we're at. And just as a man, like he said, go fucking work at the funeral home or some shit. <laughs> go go down to the box lot with me. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but but I do like the point that you made there about communication where yeah. you, you have to communicate better. Like, if you think things should be a certain way say that don't fucking start you know slide or like slick hating on your homie like 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 i think that's where these problems come to like niggas be like yeah this this nigga da 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 right. blah 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 like he getting all the bread like why i'm not like that's why Wu-Tang fell apart niggas looking at rizza yeah. start counting his pockets like yo like we all came to the studio why he get more money that's it's like yo like rizza made the beat like Rizza masterminded all of this shit. Now I, I don't know what the contract said, but you know I'm just using that as a symbol for how how this structure is supposed to go. Right. There's always but somebody even, at the top. Yeah. Even when you look at that though, it's like you damn near got like what twelve alpha males, like especially the most talented guys, like the Ghost Faces, the Raekwons, and the Jizza and all. Of, it's like them niggas is like, yo, I come in here and I'm like that, like I'm, you know, what I mean Method Man. It's like, dog, I, like. If it wasn't for me playing them classic verses, you know what I mean. So it's like, like well, you said, you sometimes you can't just... have twelve alpha males. Like, there's, <laughs> there, there, that's why it's the alpha male, right? Because exactly, like you guys have to die, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, right? Exactly. Like, 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 no, it's, it's, it's like, it's like when you come in and and uh, when, when Killmonger got to Wakanda, he didn't say he. He didn't say, oh, well, T'Challa, let me help you, like, build this no. shit. He like, y'all, y'all niggas too comfortable. Like, it's my shit. Yeah. Like, like, I'm ta- <laughs> like, I'm taking this shit. I'm Debo with this shit. Burn the flowers. Burn all that shit. And this is how we yeah. doing it now. Because I've been charged. That was, that was my favorite part of the movie. Burn the flowers. He just choke slam grandma like that. And was like... <laughs> 
like I think I like I don't like that movie, but there's certain parts of it that is just like that's what I'm saying. Like, see, but like Michael B. Jordan is a decent heel. Like he did a he did his part in that movie. No, he didn't. Like he he, he did his part in the gym to prepare for the movie. Like he didn't he didn't do his part like like when the camera cut on. That you can't act. Like I'm like I'm sorry, not sorry. Like like at a certain point. And, you know, I never want to tear brothers down in public, but th- this is just being honest, like, because I have eyes and ears. So Michael B. Jordan, like, he could act when he was young. I thought as Wallace, he was good as Wallace. I didn't see him on The Young and the Restless or Friday Night Lights, but I hear people like him on there. And I thought he was good in Fruitvale Station. Like, he, he shows signs of it. But for some reason, like, most of his performances either seem effortful or robotic. Like, every yeah. now and then, the nigga, like, gets in a little zone. Like, what was that movie we, we watched last year? The, um, oh, yeah. Um, the Tom Clancy joint, where he's, yeah, he's no, like, no, like, I'm going to start snapping necks. I was, yeah. like, I was like, see, like, that's that energy you need to bring to the whole role. But, right. like, when it comes, like, when it's time to do something, like, subtle with nuance, don't you can't call Michael B. Jordan. Like, when, <laughs> when you need somebody to just be a wrecking ball, like, call Michael B. Jordan. He good for that. Like, like, yeah. like when he's whooping T'Challa's ass in that movie, it's very believable. That's that's the best line in the movie. Is um, is this your king? Like, that's the best line in the entire movie. Yeah, that's roid rage, Steve. Like, <laughs> like that's not acting. That's roid rage. Like, back to you, non-talented ass niggas that expect the homie to carry you through life. Stop doing that shit. Like, also, because it, like, I think too was like, you know, you grow up with a certain person, you see. Like them doing a certain thing, and you see them in a certain environment, like man, I could do that. And it's like, no, like you're not, like you said, you're not cut like that. It's like the way that person organizes, the way they move, like the way they interact with other men. It's like if you could do that, you'd be doing it. People undervalue when when someone can make the difficult look easy. Mm-hmm. It's like no, they're just making it look easy. They're making it look effortless and shit like that, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of sleepless nights. Yep. There's a lot of second guessing yourself. There's a lot of, I don't know if this is going to work or maybe I'm not good enough to do this shit. But when they are in public, they embody the product or wh- whatever mm-hmm. it is. They, they, they embody the essence of the big dog. So you, you're just looking at them like, yo, just put me on because you, you made the shit look so easy. It's like, no, nah, nigga, like I've been grinding at this. Like I've been out for fucking 15 years. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and nigga still, like he said, like, at this point, nigga, go start a funeral home. Like, you think you're supposed to be on because you got bodies. Like, who don't got bodies anymore? Like, like <laughs> you see somewhere. what the murder rate is. Everybody in the hood got a couple bodies. I'll tell you, I'm not the biggest fan of Ply's music, but when it comes to the IG stories and all that, he's uh, cornered the market, man. Like, you can find some really good wisdom on IG from Ply's channel. So, switching subjects, this week... You know, we wanted to to do like a little bit of a lyric breakdown, but this week, to be specific, we wanted to talk about bars that make Doctor Umar say, oh, "Lord have mercy, another coon." This this got sparked because Steve was listening to "Try Me" the other day when Dage Loaf said, um, "I really hate these." Ni-. What did she say, Steve? She said, "I really hate niggas. I'm a Nazi." And now, now, like, now, now, first off, it, it's 2022, so why were you listening to Try Me? 
Well, like I said, that was on the Junkyard Dog playlist when I'm like, I felt like everybody was trying to try me at that time. So it just came up on the shuffle. And um, I just, I'm like, I'm like, oh, uh, tell me, what Booker T says, like, tell me he didn't just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's just, I think things like that get said when rappers are just talking because they like, look, I need 16 bars and I'm about a couple bars short. So I yeah. really hate these niggas. I think I'm a Nazi. And then they try that's to make it. it, they try to make it melodic and shit. And it's like, no, like that is, that's not it, ma'am. Like that's not the know. bar. I do kind of wonder, like, is this bitch really a Nazi? Like, is she down with the third Reich? Like, let us know, uh, Dage Loaf. Like, no, Dage Loaf <laughs> is doing anything. Like, Dage Loaf is a whole stud and she dated, <laughs> she dated young Dirk for a couple years just to, just to get yeah. popping. Well, like, no, like, cause I was like, how does Dage Loaf come out with, um, yeah. try me and then me, you and Hennessy right after I, I'm like, I, I don't get it. Shit, I'm like, I'm like, which one is it? Dage Loaf? Are, are you sexy? Or are you a thug? Or are you a sexy oh, yeah. thug? Shit, like if she cleaned up though, like, like you, when you would hit that though, when you like, I think yeah, I would, like you, yeah. you, you, you seen Dage Loaf when, when, uh, when Dirk had her dressing like a girl, like, she, yeah. like she looked like she just got to come out that three XT. Like I, I, I can't do nothing with that. And I heard this bar from Young T.O. popped into my mind. Now, there are so many I don't I don't fuck with you niggas bars. So is it out of line to call yourself an Uncle Tom or or is that wordplay? Like, where's the line between Coonan and wordplay? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, what what did I, I said on the podcast with Tom? You, you called me Uncle Tom. You called me Uncle Ruggis. But I didn't say that I am that. So, like, that's a pretty strong statement to just be like, I am Uncle Tom. <laughs> I, I, I am Uncle <laughs> Tom. Not like I am Uncle it proudly. Tom. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I said, I said, you could call me that. Like, I want to get away from you, niggas. Like, I don't fuck with you, niggas. You could call me this. I didn't say that I am this. So, that that's a, that's a pretty strong statement. I guess that's who he is. He's an Uncle Tom. <laughs> How about when 21 said, I call it KKK because my chopper hate niggas? What, so, it, if we rank these... Is Gage yeah. Loaf at the top? With I think so. She's a Nazi. I think so because that's like like a Nazi. That's because at the very least, the Uncle Tom. It's like the Uncle Tom had uh, an agenda, and like like Uncle Uncle Tom it wasn't just like outright like saying exterminate niggas. It's just like all right, if I gotta throw a couple of you niggas under the bus for me to get uh, comfortable. You know, like I'm good with that. Like the the Nazi shit. That's like, oh yeah, exter exter. What kid was it? Like Dave Loaf is on that type of shit. She <laughs> <trying> to- <laughs> Yo, the <laughs> fact that you broke that down scientifically, like, you like, you like, this is why Dave Loaf is on a rug lower. that's that's wild. So it's so then logically, by that logic, yeah, twenty one would have to be next because that's He's KKK. Yeah, so it goes, it goes Nazi, KKK, then Uncle Tom. That's right, the right here. Because Uncle Tom's just selfish. Like, he just, he's like the nigga that's just trying to hit a lick, like a snitch, right? Like, you think about it, it's like, yeah, you know, I did all this with these niggas, but fuck that. I'm going to snitch on these niggas or whatever. So that's why I think, like, what's your boy name? Young TLO, whatever the fuck his name is? Yeah, Young T.O. I, I guess if the day of shit is a 10, he's probably, like, on, like, a 6 or 7. It only takes a little bit of white brainwash. To activate the cool chip in the average Negro. 
Yeah, that's insane. Because, <laughs> you know, we're played around. But at, at a certain point, we words do have power. They, yes. they, there's weight to your words. And should these rappers be more careful when they're saying stuff like this? I mean, or, or is it hypocritical? Because yeah. you know, like in the same breath, the song is about killing people. So, like, wow. wh- why have morality when it comes to your own kind? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it's all in the game, right? Because I don't even really have nothing for you for that one. It's like the morality. Yeah, like, like I, I, I think words, I think words are powerful. But at the same time, when you're when you're rapping about you know yeah. shooting people, because like all of these songs. Uh, Try Me, My Chopper Hate Niggas, and Carpooling. All those songs about sliding on the ops, shooting niggas and shit like that. So I, I don't, I guess we shouldn't be expecting them to hold themselves to a higher standard. But at the same time, that shit is still jarring. It's like, it's one thing yeah. to slide on the ops, but when you say you're a Nazi sliding on the ops, it's like, yeah. damn, Dage Loaf, you different. Yeah, like she just got the swastika. She just came from the Third Reich meeting. Like... <laughs> like what if they speech like false German and shit like that, like yeah, bilingual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well. So, like, what do you think about uh, West Side Gun with all of the Hitler imagery? That, like, because you know he has eight mixtapes named Hitler wears Hermes. Uh, he's either trolling or he has a different level of esoteric knowledge. You know, because Hitler was into. <laughs> Hitler was into the Eastern religions. I think he studied under uh, Madame Lebowski and Greedo von Liss. Well, so yeah, like the, the, the swastika is a, yeah. is a symbol that just means right. the good being. And like they took that, flipped it, and turned it into something else. But that, that symbol has been around for thousands of years. Yeah, so maybe um, Westside Gun went to the same um, Eastern teachers that... Hitler did, and like Hitler's like a prophet to him or something like. That. Oh no! Like he he said he, <laughs> he, he said it, it's just a play on the devil wears Prada, yeah, but he yeah, didn't yeah. want to copy the devil wears Prada, so he said Hitler wears Hermes. But that whole like he has multiple projects where Hitler's on the cover. Um, you know, he sells merch with Hitler on it uh, and, and stuff like that, and people buy it. Yeah. Like 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 he sells like he has hoodies with picture with like with Hitler with the third eye in the middle of his forehead. Um, That's like, like, new what's the line with this? Because like a couple years ago, yeah. people gave Vic Mensa flack when he was uh, trying to um, wear the Confederate flag like on yeah. his jacket, like for uh, like during his shows, he was wearing jackets that had the Confederate flag on it. Uh, Gunplay got flack because he has a swastika tatted on his neck. Um, but you know, gunplay also, you know, when people asked him about it, he explained, he knows the true meaning of the swastika and it's, it's Eastern origins, not what the, uh, what the, the Nazis used it for. This is nothing new in hip hop. You had Biggie calling himself the son of Satan and all this stuff. And, you know, um, guys like Big L talk about the devil's son and, you know, Ghostface, I slap box with Jesus and lick shots at Moses. It's like, like for whatever reason, I don't know why. But like I, they're trying to conjure up some sort of energy within hip hop, so like that's not my job to sit back and say, "Oh, don't feed that to people, even though they don't know what it is." Like, like I don't know. That, I think that's my response. I think it's everybody's responsibility to educate themselves and interact with whatever you're interacting with in an orderly way. So, no, to answer your question, no, I don't think that's my job to tell anybody to do anything. Well, no, I'm not saying tell them, but I'm just saying like, you know. If you're gonna if you're gonna get 
a uh, a swastika tatted on you in 2022, you have to know <laughs> that people don't know the meaning, and it's just going to bring negative attention. Like, like, like that. That's more so what I'm speaking to. Like when Vic Mensa is saying, "I'm reclaiming the Confederate flag," it's like you, to me, you sound like an idiot. It's yeah. like the, the flag has firmly established symbolism in 2022. Like you wearing it makes you look dumb. Well, like, I, I, I don't think you could reclaim that shit. Like I, I think the shit with Dave Loaf and them doing, like, yeah, it's just rap bars. You know, <laughs> r- rappers, rappers rap, niggas nig. That, that that that's nothing new, but I think the shit with the symbolism and like like you know the Hitler shit and the swastika shit, the Confederate flag shit. I don't know. It it kind of I'm like on the fence with it because like I like all those Hitler wears Hermes mixtapes, but would I wear any of the merch from them? Hell no. Well, remember a couple of years ago, Freddie Gibbs and, and Lupe Fiasco went at it because Lupe was in a video with the KKK uh, joint on. You remember that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. Um, yeah, that that was stupid. Lupe yeah. was being dumb when he did that. Like, like, it's 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 like like yeah, we get that those uniforms existed in um, mm-hmm. you know prior forms. Wow. You know, like you can you can do that your own history and research on that. We 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 won't uh, dull down the podcast with that. But the thing is, it's like in 2022 when you just pop out with these ancient symbols. Some of them are esoteric in nature, like, and you present them to people. It's like you're just you're just being an agent of confusion at that point, in my opinion. Like, because you can't present people with like a swastika and in 2022 and not explain to them the origins of it. Like, you know, it, if you do that, if you don't, if you don't explain the origins of it, then you're only creating confusion. Well, let's be honest, though. Like, and this goes back to the beginning of the podcast where we talk about Kid Cudi. There's certain people who are paid to dispense a certain level of confusion. I'll just leave it at that. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not oblivious to that. Like, Let's you know, we're, we're 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 just you know we're just talking here, but I, I'm just saying, yeah. like, like you know, with the the embol- the symbolism that a lot of these rappers display. Like you said, it is up to the listener, the viewer to do their own knowledge so that they don't get swayed by this bullshit. But at the same time, like certain shit is just a little too uh, egregious for me. Like I like West Side Gun, but I'm not wearing a hoodie that has Hitler on it. I'm just not doing it. Like, yeah, but it, but if you could get your merch off with that shit, you, like I, I always say, I don't knock anybody's hustle, but yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I can't support that. Niggas is coming from the streets, man. Let's keep it a bean. That's like if you like live in a certain neighborhood and you say, hey, Mr. Drug Dealer, can you not serve this poison to my people? How do you think this will work out for you? So, you know. Well, yeah, that's like, that's like Benny said. He was, he was like, I served a pregnant woman because I am not a caseworker. That's what I'm saying. So niggas is graduating from that to like, okay, let me do something where I don't have to have the police on my back. But it's still from coming from that mentality. So it's like you're not going to change anything. Like, so, uh. Yeah, I'm not trying to change anybody. All, all I'm, because I don't give a fuck. All, all I'm saying <laughs> is, like, all I'm saying is I'm not buying the hoodie. Like, he, like Kanye tried to sell the Confederate flag. I'm not buying, like, well, I'm not buying Kanye shit anyway. But it's like certain Look. shit, like, if, if an artist I like is promoting something, I'm, I try to support it. But the Hitler shit, you lost me on that one, bro. I, oh, I might catch you on the on the next hoodie. 
Like, I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, when Nipsey had the victory lap and shit like that, I could get behind that. I bought some right. of that merch. Some Crenshaw shit. Yeah, yeah like, I, I I had Crenshaw shirts. I had a, had a, some other marathon shit. But the um, the Hillary's Hermes, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I, I think we should just all be happy that, you know, brothers have graduated from creating chaos in their streets. Um, so, so I mean, now they just create they... chaos on the internet. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a... growth. Like, <laughs> how's it going? Let, let's move. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's move. Uh, so, talking about growth, you know, we were discussing we were discussing earlier this week, uh, Gucci Man, and not just Gucci Man, but Gucci Man was an example that we were using when somebody elevates and people try to discredit how you've been able to elevate so quickly. Or that you've elevated so much, even if it hasn't happened in a short amount of time. Like Gucci Man, you know, cleaned up his skin. He cleaned up his lifestyle. He got a, he got married. He's in great shape. He's getting money. All this type of shit. And people call him a clone. Um, and, you know, this isn't anything new. But I wanted to use that as a way into this conversation of why do you think, why is it? that people are so quick to throw their insecurities and bullshit on people that have attained a level of success that they haven't gone after. I think it goes back to the big dog mentality. But I think also, too, you know, shout out to the homie Immortal Minds. I I listen to his channel a lot. He comes with a lot of the spiritual shit. Um, Dopamine. I had no clue what dopamine was. (laughs) But it's... Apparently, it's some sort of chemical in your mind that gets released when you, you know, do certain activities, right? Like, people take drugs and it releases dopamine. So, I think, like, with this internet shit, there's a certain level of dopamine that has been released. So, people are living their lives on the internet so much. And it goes back to the concept that we were going earlier of the big dog making it look easy. So, like, instead of you out actually going out there working on yourself, disciplining yourself to do certain things, you're tapped into the wrong energy. You're tapped into uh, a quote-unquote metaverse type of world that is inherently negative. So you're watching another nigga live instead of working on your own shit. So I think just to simplify that, like that's, I think, essentially what it is. Because whether Gucci's a clone or not, what the fuck does it matter? That doesn't affect your day-to-day. Go out and go live some life, man. So I think that's just what it comes down to. You know, sometimes... um somebody says it all and then there's nothing else to say. Like, I, I don't, I don't have anything to add to that. I, you know, I, I think you're right on point. Um, how, how your brain is affected by the internet. I don't know if it's necessarily dopamine, but there's definitely chemical reactions involved with the things that we view and how they interact with us and our spirit and all of that. And you have to be careful of that because you will start looking at somebody else's success and you'll say it's not attainable. So you start putting it on like, you know, in the fitness community, the, the first thing everyone likes to do is say you're on steroids or they like to say, you know, you took some sort of shortcut or it's, it's easy for you because you were just able to hit this lick. But people like to just look at the finished product. They don't want to look at all the work like Gucci man was for years on, on that shit, like going through it. <laughs> And then he went to jail, had to sit down for three years. Like, like that level of detachment sitting in a cell, like, like and you know, you can, you can go and listen to him in interviews talk about it. 
how that changed him. Like, that's what it is. Like, people don't realize, like, you have to sit down and do the work on yourself. And you have to do it in silence and away from the influence of, of, of external things. And if you're not willing to do that, stop looking at other people and being confused. Because you're just confused about yourself. Yeah, yeah. The main answer is come on down to the box line and get this working. I think that's the main... The metaphorical <laughs> box line. Do not ju- not go to the literal box line with Steve. <laughs> I don't know why Steve is on the box line. Like St- Steve is a different nigga. He, like like, yeah. like what do we say at the beginning? He's cut different. So do, yeah. don't go down to the box line because Steve is on the box line having fun. You ain't gonna have fun on the box line. You're not built for that type of shit. <laughs> These motherfuckers is getting CEO level talent on the box line. Eat that a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That shit is it's something wrong with me. I'm on a fucking box line. I should be a boss somewhere. It's always self-awareness. And self-awareness is a daily press. You have to work on it. Because if you don't work out of if you don't work at it, your reality will become so distorted that other people's reality will start looking yes. funny to you. But you know, I've noticed too, like once you start but the toughest part is when you're trying to turn that corner and stay into a certain energy. But that's the thing. If you can stay in that energy, there's so many opportunities and there's so much other good energy that will come back to you. It's like when you're operating a certain way, when you're thinking a certain way, where you're presenting a certain way, like people will treat you completely different just based off of your mindset. Like that's like the power of the mind. It's like once you start flipping the switch in your mind, like you'll feel it. It's like like people like, oh, man, you was a lot different than when I met you. I'm like, yeah, you know. But it's just, I, you know, just flipping that switch to be like, all right, man, fuck it. I'm just going to try to do things more orderly or, or just try to be more present in my interactions with people. We have to understand our minds better because everything starts in your mind. Like everything that you see, witness, whatever, it's a product of your mind because your mind has to process the information. Like, so when you learn that and you learn how to deal with your own mind, You'll, you'll stop looking at other people hating on them or being desirous or envious, all of that other type of shit, jealousy, all of those those low-level um, emotion. And you'll just look at Gucci Man like, like you know, I look at Gucci Man like, damn, that, that brother leveled up. Like, I'm trying to do the same thing. Shout out to him. Maybe not in the exact same way or anything like that, but the fact that he's he appears to be in a better place is something that should be commended. I... I now I can't try to figure out if the man is a clone or not, like and do the split screen. Like y'all niggas wild for that. Like, not, not the split screen or Gucci. Like he's a clone. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's like, see, the mold moved. The mold moved. It's a clone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his face, he did lose a lot of face fat. So I yeah, I lost a lot of face fat. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking down. I'm down sixty five pounds. My face does not look like it did a year ago. My gut yeah. doesn't look like it did a year ago. That's all it is. Like, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, like y'all niggas gotta stop hating. Like, fuck the box. Like, come down to the gym with me. Kill some bitch energy. You look like Aren't Gucci. You? Yeah, and imagine if you put some box line in it, you'll look like uh, Roddy Coleman or some shit. Yeah, you might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not the shit. The shit you be doing, like that shit, sell sell harder than my workouts. Like, I don't want to do that. Stick it you, you be in the heat for four hours, yeah. no water. Yeah. Like, yeah. talk about some waters for cowards on the box line. We don't drink water <laughs> on the box line. <laughs> I'm down to 195 pounds. I haven't been 
This boss is the eleventh grade. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. That's wild. It's, 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 it's like Steve. Steve's different. Y'all niggas not cut like Steve. Do four hours on the box side and then go to the gym and kill bitch energy. What, 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 what do they say? Like 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 um, when they show the shit, the little disclaimer on TV. Do not try yeah. this shit at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, this is a trained professional. Do not try yeah. to, like, Steve is a professional box line mover. Like, you know, Every single time I got promoted to CEO and I'm still on the box line for four hours, like, it's like, yo, I gotta get this box line it's shit. like, this is how I get my mind right. <laughs> What's wrong with you niggas? How come you not spending four hours on the box line? It's like, all right. That's I why your bitch more... cheating on you. Like, no. I have, like, a, <laughs> I have a whole four hour boardroom meeting. Like, all right. Like, all right, now it's time to get to the box line. It's like, but, but, it's like, no, we're all going to the box line right now. That's why. <laughs> so, on that note, <laughs> I think it's time. You know, you never know when this segment is going to occur. It's like a hurricane. It's like lightning. Uh, but it is time for my favorite segment of the podcast, Animal Behavior. Wow, like a zoo. Just a fucking animal. Bark like a dog. Come on. We ain't nothing but mammals. What kind of animal smokes marijuana at his own confirmation? Bring out the animal. So this week in animal behavior, we go to Mike Tyson. Um, now, Mike Tyson, we talked about him last week with his uh, Mike story and how they're stealing it from him and, and just uh, people are selling his stories and it's a shame because I would like to see... I, I haven't watched the Mike show. I'm not going to watch it because he's not involved in it. I, I don't want to see a fictitious version. I'd rather see the real deal because Mike Tyson has these has these has some of the craziest stories that I've ever heard. And this story is no exception of a time when Fat Joe was invited to a party at his house. Mike invites me to the house and he says, bring Remy Ma with you. We go to the house. He opens the door butt naked, right? <laughs> a chick in every room. <laughs> in every fucking room. Jacuzzi desk. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I am. He wanted to, he wanted to keep Remy Ma, right? <laughs> you can't keep And he someone. made offers like he showed us some convertible Benz new shit. He was like, you can keep this. Mike, we can't do that. We can't. Mike thinks my sister. He said, well, come on, Joe. I was like, you can't do this. He offered us some. 500 bands this i was like oh my god and yo that was a great time mike like when i heard that i said like that's that i get paid a hundred million dollars of fight energy like i'm just walking around butt naked it's bitches yeah. in every room and i'm trying to barter my car for your bitch <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like that, that's just it is in a new dimension or, or like when you're acting like that that that's it's- different that He's like that's that. animal behavior, but again, we don't judge animal behavior. We yeah. just we just document it. That's why. That? Now we're 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 pulling the curtain back, right? Wow. Like you know, you pull a curtain back, you see the wizard, the um, Boosie, thirty five holes at his house sucking dick. Mike right. Tyson, naked bitches in every room in the house. Like yeah. I think, like you know, we heard what Tiger Woods was doing. They said Tiger Woods used to just watch the orgy. He didn't even participate. Like, I think when you have that much money, it just, you know, it endorphins, whatever, dopamine, whatever, whatever you want to say, yeah. you just, yeah. you, you go to another level. 
and and you yeah. just oh shit, I could do this, I could do that, I could do the other. And now, I, like I, again, I don't judge it because I don't know what I would do in that position. I I might do the same shit. You never know. But uh, I I do think like like that's just like the confidence of that. Like yo, look look at this new car. Like give me the bitch, I give you the car. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a different nigga, man. That's a different nigga. Mike Mike Tyson took it back to like the ancient world where niggas was like trading like four cups of milk for some nigga's daughter and shit. (laughs) (laughs) But see, the difference is back then, like when you played, what's it called? A dowry? Like when you paid a dowry, like, you know, they was trying to get rid of some of them, some of them uh, children at a certain point. It's like, look, look, these daughters is piling up. I need to get rid of them. Look, I let her go for a couple ox. Like, Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, like go with him. That's your daddy now. Yo, <laughs> but I like how Fat Joe was like, like, like Fat Joe was definitely considering it. Yeah, but that's he was, he was, he's, like, he's like, I can't. It's my sister. And then Mike pulled out five hundred beds. And he was like, like, what you think, Remy? Like, you think you can stay for a week? <laughs> I, I, Joe's a better man than me. I think I would trade Remy for. I I'll probably trade Remy for a Chevy Malibu. I'm not gonna hold you. No disrespect, Remy, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like because like that was when Remy was still stabbing bitches and shit. That's Thug Remy. Like, like Mike wanted Thug Remy. <laughs> yeah, see, but that because Mike's a thug though. Like in fairness to 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 Mike, it's like sometimes you meet a woman and it's just something about her aura, her energy. So like maybe Mike just felt that same animalistic. Like yeah, this bitch, we can have some stab outs together. Or something like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can spin the block with bitch. Like, yo, he probably, like, saw Remy Mock and Tupac's me and my girlfriend just started playing in his head. Yeah. Like, like Mike was on that. It's like, yo, I got to have this bitch. It's like, well, I I need this. I need this. I need this. this. You know, that is still one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. You just had me die. It's like, yo, Derek was like, yo, you and my homie, I need this. (laughs) I need this. Yeah, like, cause I like he didn't say he needed the pussy. He's like, I need, he's like, I need the pussy from you, but I need my homie to be there. Like, why, sir? Like, why do you need that? But you understand now, like with the Mike Tyson, with the Boosie, you understand why Ime Adoke has to fuck a bitch in the broom closet. Like, it's a different thrill when you're at that level. When you're coaching, uh, you're a leader of men, you're coaching grown men to championship level teams, sometimes you need a little extra spice in your life. What the whole wife say? Some little motherfucking spice in our life, bitch. Like, sometimes you gotta fuck a hole. <laughs> sometimes you gotta fuck a hole next to the printer by the playbook and shit. Like. Next to the playbook? But yeah, I, well, you know, you do see that great men historically have never been monogamous. Like, right. they've always had multiple wives, multiple women's concubines, consorts, whatever you want to call them. And I believe that's the natural way. I, I think we've been given an, an unnatural version of how men and women are supposed to interact with, with uh, some of the ways that monogamy is put on us. Like, I do think there are good things about monogamy, but you can't expect a man that is... Knocking everybody out, making four, making a hundred million dollars for knocking somebody out in ninety seconds to act like a guy that clocks in and does a nine to five and goes home and to his wife and eats dinner and says his prayers and takes his vitamin. Like it's not the same. The energy is completely different. And and ladies, if you're listening to this podcast, you can't expect a man who spends four hours on the box line 
and and records a, a great podcast and and does all his fasting and all, all that. Like I'm I'm building up too many too much energy. It's like Tory Lanez. He said no one uh, girl can satisfy me. Like that's that's just what it is. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like, <laughs> like I, I didn't I didn't get up I didn't get up at three in the morning on a Sunday. To start working to to just deal with one chick and all of her bullshit, yeah. like no, like like I, I need a smorgasbord. I need I, I need that yeah. mic energy. I need to tap into that. Yeah. <laughs> leave that other shit for, for Jacques when he say I'd rather deal with you and all your bullshit. Yeah, yeah no, that, no, he, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. The, the lover man can do that. Like yeah. hey, go 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 holler at them niggas. They want to deal with you and your bullshit. Yeah, I I, I like that energy. It's like yo, like I, I trade you a whip for your bitch. What's up? That's old school. Like, <laughs> that's how I'm feeling today. Like, uh, I trade you, I trade you one piece of chicken for your daughter right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trade you chicken leg for that daughter right there. Like, no, I only do flats. <laughs> <laughs> your daughter, nigga. <laughs> that is wild. So uh, that's animal behavior. Um, moving on to. A music discussion. This week, Sir came back. Um, we we like Sir on this podcast. Uh, Sir is uh, signed to TDE. He's their local R&B artist. Well, male R&B artist. They got Sizz over there, too. You might have somebody else that does R&B. I don't know. Sir dropped his new single, Nothing Even Matters. You know, samples the D'Angelo and Lauryn Hill, Nothing Even Matters. But he, he, he flipped it, did his own style. I think Sir, like, as far as male R&B... Is the cream of crop right now? The last yes, four years, I, I I think the only person uh, putting out music close to the level that Sir is putting out is Masego. Um, Anderson Pack was there for a second, but he went pop, which is understandable. Get your paper, but uh, you know I I'm not here for the Silk Sonic shit. Um, but Sir, you know he, he he's he's keeping it real. He's keeping it real R and B over there, and he's dropping shit. That, you know, album coming soon, and uh, you know, just in time for the for the winter season because all you niggas can can cuff your bitches and shit. But Sir don't really make cuffing season music. He he be out here telling telling women it is what it is. From time to time, you know, I mean, you right now. I don't know if there's any cuffing music on that last album. Yeah, I, I don't think he cuffed anything on that last album. No. He, he, he straight up was telling you, I, I ain't in the mood if I ain't in my bag. It isn't in the yeah. recipe. Because <laughs> like, the only time he was in his feelings was when he was fucking that other nigga's bitch, right? Red corn. That's wild. It, <laughs> that, like, that, that was, that's a different energy. Like, like That's how you get in your feelings? Like, I gotta fuck this nigga bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alone. Why am I alone? <laughs> yo, shout to Sir, yo. Yeah, cause like like, but Sir is also one of the the RB thug ass niggas. Cause I remember he went up to uh, Breakfast Club. Charlemagne was trying to like mess with him about his name being Sir. He was like, he's like, no, nah, like he's like, Sir, that's a family name. My grandfather's named Sir. His father was named Sir. Like, so when yeah. you meet me, my name's Sir. And that 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 means respect. And Charlemagne yeah. was like, no, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, you gotta respect a nigga that break it down like that. Like I remember, I never forget. Um, I'll tell you a story. This was the day, uh, the first day of Junkyard Dog. I go out. I'm at uh, the Raven Lounge. So it was comedy night. So I'm roasting this nigga at the bar. He looked like the, the point guard for the uh, the Sixers. I'm like, oh, they go Tyrese Maxey right there. This motherfucker pulled me to the side. He gripped me up. He's like, yo, my name not no fucking Maxey. My name Cordell. I said, like, yes, sir, Mr. Cordell. So... <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean? When a nigga bring it to your neck like that, you gotta respect him. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you didn't approach that man with respect, so he had to let no. you know what it was. Exactly. And I ain't no funny style nigga, so like, I'm not going to keep that same energy. Yeah, like, no, you know? well, if you keep that same energy, yeah. then you goes to the next level. That's what I was saying. And so, you like, have to I be prepared in, for that. <laughs> I was I was in, well, it doesn't even matter. Like, I was in junkyard dog phase, but like I said, I'm just not funny style. Like, if you sit back and say, hey, you know, go have to have a conversation, then I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all about respect at the end of the day. You have to establish respect from the gate so shit doesn't get out of yeah, hand later. Exactly, yeah. But uh, getting back to the music, um, so with Sir, I, I think he, he's putting out the best shit in, in uh, R&B, and we, we've been listening to that last album for a couple of years since it came out, and we were questioning TDE, and me and you, we, you know, we're always questioning TDE, like, yo, like, they fumbling, they, you know, how come such and such hasn't dropped, it's been for forever, but... When they when they come out norm normally the shit is right. Now that last Kendrick album ain't it. That last Schoolboy Cal album is half filler. The last yeah. Absol album is a swing and a miss. So you talking about the album that came out like ten years ago? It's like five at this point, I think. Uh, that's a long time. Absol might be done. I don't, he he be dropping singles here and there. I, I don't know what okay. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. That that he always goes like, back. Like I don't know what they're doing because sometimes they delay shit and it comes out like after three years you get mid. Like Kendrick going five years drops mid. What, what the hell is that about? Before every time Kendrick dropped, it was up to a level where yeah. with this search the, the singles dope. So I'm I'm gonna assume the album's dope. Like Sir hasn't really missed too much yet for me. So. We'll see, but I think the larger conversation is what is, you know, as a, because we can only speak as fans because we don't make music or, or listeners, whatever word you want to use. Um, what's the line between, you know, being patient and waiting for an artist and, you know, what Kanye said, don't leave while you're hot. That's how May screwed up. Like, where is the line? Like, like should, should, should artists just cook shit over a long time? Like, wait till the shit gets all the way right? Or should they keep dropping in the meantime just to keep the, keep the listeners, you know, engaged? At best, I like a balance. Like, if a cat can put out some EPs, especially now with the internet, it seems like you can kind of just drop. Even if, you know, you just put out some mixtape shit, just robbing over samples like a nigga like Jacquees or something, but it's tough to say because the creative process is the creative process. So if you're a machine like Jay-Z, then yeah, you could drop once a year, but there's other cats who they got to let that shit, you know, they got a cane bubble, you know what I mean? So I think it's just, as long as the music is dope and is, is worth waiting for, like, to me, I do think the Kendrick shit was an abomination because we haven't got, we haven't heard is, from is you Is it that bad? It's not even that. It's just, we haven't heard from you in 2018. So... It's like, if you're going to take that long, like, look at somebody like Tupac. Like, this motherfucker was knocking out classics in a week. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that when you come out, and, and maybe it's not even that bad. I think it's just, it might just be, he did a little bit too much. Yeah, I, I don't think the Kendrick album is bad because it's yeah. not like, it's not like his rapping ability fell off right. or anything like that. It. It is just that the, the album, it's overstuffed with concepts and some of the songs just aren't good music. Like, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's just like, Mother Thy Sober, I Sober is not good music. I don't ever want to listen to that shit again in my yeah. life. Like, like th it, there's a couple songs there where it's like, I get it, but I don't ever want to listen to this shit again. It's kind of like, um, it, 
if, if you just didn't edit the podcast, you just put all, all the yeah, audio. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly what that shit is. Yeah, and and and, and who 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 can edit Kendrick? Because I, I bring this up all the time. You know, when Jay Z put out Magna Carta, he he put out all of those videos about how it was made, and in one of them. Rick Rubin is there while they're making the Holy Grail song. And he says, nobody wants to hear Justin Timberlake sing for two minutes at the beginning of this song. We want to hear Jay-Z rap on a Jay-Z album. Jay-Z didn't listen. He put out the song. Now, the song did numbers, but it's a pop song. It's Justin Timberlake. But the song's a piece of shit. That song fucking sucks. Like, like you need somebody like a Rick Rubin in there. Like sometimes, like you know, I'm listening to Dark Low earlier. He's like, I want to put the shit out now, but Harry Fraud said it's no rush, and like you know, Harry Fraud had to tell him, wait, chill. You know, this is how you do it. This goes to a conversation that we were having about currency, and uh, where Alchemist was talking about a project that uh, me and Steve both loved, the uh, Covert Coop. This project. Yeah, and uh, this is what Alchemist said about how that project was made and how they distributed it. And uh, we linked up. And we made this record. Then he made a deal while we were working on it for like three albums. And then they wanted to put that one out. But it was like kind of messy because it had all these school issues. We were going to shelf it. Called me one day and was like, I'll pay you whatever you want. I just want to put it out. Yeah. And I was like, man, are you kidding me? I'm not. I don't want no money for you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just not used to this. What are we going to just put it out for free? He said, yo, you know what I mean? Listen, listen. let me give it away, and I, I'm gonna do. I'm, I do merch drops, and I do real good. Mm-hmm. We'll do a collab with Nick Diamond. I know that's your yeah, big. He kind of popped that off, and, and, and Spinner was just like, "I'll let you eat on the merch," and I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm giving him what is my best beats right now, just because this is a record. Right, have my name. BS. Covert Coop to me, and I think Steve would agree to this. One of the best, one of the best rap albums of last decade, and where Alchemist was ready to shelve it, being the producer. Currency's like, no, that shit has to go out. Like, even if we don't make money off of it, we'll make more money in the long run, not just off of the merch, but off of, you know, as Troy Avwood said, uh, one good song is worth a thousand tours. It's like, you know, sometimes the art just needs to be out. Now, I don't know if the TDE thing and Sir and all that is, you know, they're just cooking. It takes them that long to cook or there's a bunch of red tape that stops the music from coming out when it's supposed to come out. Um, Cause we do hear that all the time. It's like, yeah, you know, with the clearances and shit, like, especially now that a lot of the mixtape era music is going on the streamers. Like some of my favorite songs, like from people like the wit, like Wiz and the weekend, the versions that are on streamers are not the versions that of the song that were out 10 years ago because of the samples and stuff like that. And, and, and Wiz spoke about it saying that, you know, back then we used to just make music and you could just put the shit out. Didn't matter if you made money off because you could tour. But now that with streaming, everybody's quick to sue like right. and and wants to claim their intellectual property. So you can't just put shit out the way you used to. Um, so. I think ultimately always does go back down to independence because when you don't have to play the label games, you can kind of do what you want. Um, you know, like uh, I talk about uh, Cleo Soul, who is probably the best R&B artist out right now, um, arguably, you know, de- definitely up there in the conversation. I- I'll debate somebody that, that wants to debate it, but um, she puts out all of her music independently and she don't promote it or nothing, but it's, it's just so dope. It just sits there. Like like she yeah. she has a whole group salt 
Salt has never performed a show. They, they've never done an interview or even made a statement. They just post the music, and it's so dope that the shit has millions of views a month on, on uh, certain streaming platforms. So I, I think at a certain point, it's like, if you got the juice, just put that shit out, and if the label is stopping you, like, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> because 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 you know you can't you, you're not gonna beat the machine the machine is, no. the machine is too big to fail so sometimes the best way to win is not to play at all and i didn't even know that we were doing this topic but like i watched a video earlier 50 cent talking about mariah carey and beyonce and jay-z and like very specifically do those marketing campaigns just for the the um just for the relevancy, just to just so their fans be like, oh, okay, yeah, Beyonce is dropping. Is he saying like, yo, what Fifty says like they'll put up twenty mil just so that you know they can keep the rock star image and keep the promo going. So you know, without that, they might even be doing the same amount of numbers as a, as a click deal. So whatever. I I believe that a hundred percent after that last Beyonce album, because I was like, this is this is eighty nine octane up and down. <laughs> And and you know you can't tell some of these people it's it's not great and I'm like this is like there's nothing special about this like there's there's barely any like you know you want to say you can't break my soul like there's no soul on the album what are you talking about <laughs> this is this is pure corporate filler there's a little bit of soul on the album but what song thing, I mean the, the church girl was cool I mean it's like I haven't somebody... I, I heard I heard it when it came out that that there was nothing about that album that made me want to go back to uh, it. plastic on the sofa um. I do wonder though, did, did TDE miss the boat on SZA? Because SZA came out with so much energy in that 2017, and you know, especially with like some of those songs being on that that hit show Insecure. Like, I kind of wondered that they missed the boat by like not trying to push more, at least dropping another album, you know, a year or two after that. You know, trying I, to push or at least a, another big single or something. I think that sometimes as listeners. When we hear something as good as Control, Scissor's first mm-hmm. album, we say we want that again so quick, and then we start saying, "Did did they miss the boat?" It's like, no, like that that album that album is is great. You you don't you like you might only get one of those in your career. I don't know if they missed the boat on Scissor. I, I like you know Scissor's has put out a lot of music in, since Control's been out. None of it has resonated with me to the level that control did like i think mm-hmm. that was just says a you know right place right time yeah. you know, like frank ocean's last album was in 2016 like he, he's maybe dropped i don't know 10 15 songs since then like because like you know blonde he barely missed on there he barely missed on yeah. uh on um channel orange so I, I think that that's like the fine line with this shit. It's like you're either gonna be, you're either gonna put out shit that you can listen that people can listen to for a decade, or you're gonna be future. Like future's gonna give you shit to listen to every year. There's gonna be some shit from future on your playlist, but the majority of the music that future puts out, you skip it. It like now which songs you skip differs from listener to listener, but. I don't think anybody's listening to Future's 20-song projects from top to bottom saying, there's no skips on this joint. Like, hell no. There's no way. It's no- oh, I, bet, I beg to differ. Hendrix is one of the greatest albums of all time, and Save Me is one of the greatest EPs of all time. So let's, let's, not, let's not disrespect Well, we've already Hendrix. established you're a different breed. Like, you know, that, <laughs> that, 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 that's that box line energy or something. <laughs> like, 
Because both, both, like, I like Hendrix a lot. Hendrix has filler. What? What filler? Half of the album. No, we've it's just, not. We've discussed no, this not. already. No, it's not. That What song? I, I'm not trying to bore the people you, with Yeah, it. yeah, you bullshit because you don't know. You're just talking All right, ass. you know what? You know what? I'm going to keep it brief, but I'm going to bring it up. Hold on. Talking ass nigga. Talk. All right. Now, now you're trying. <laughs> now you're trying. <laughs> Yo, you about to become a Nazi. You know, a, another bar was when uh, Nicki Minaj called Malcolm X a looking ass nigga. Like, yeah. like that, that was no good, too. That was insane. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, now that you got you got me thinking about it, oh, Lil Wayne said beat the pussy up like Emmett Till. Yeah, that's no good either. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Yo, that is insane. Wait, what? Oh, Lord have mercy, another coon. <laughs> Yo, that's insane. Yeah, that that's that that's no good. That that is no good. And then she then Nikki doubled up on that shit. She's like Malcolm Dor- Malcolm X daughter came at me looking at niggas ain't happy. Yeah, <laughs> you have to respect that though. It's like no, yo, you, you gotta you, double down. You gotta double down. Like I I I've discussed this before. Like you yes. can't you can't drink your way out of the situation no. into a press release. Like you have to double down on your lyrics. Like if you pass shit on wax, double down. Never put out a press release behind your lyrics. Stand on but, that shit. But Patrice O'Neill talked about bombing as a comic. He said, you never want to try to save the crowd. Like, you want to, if you're going to bomb, bomb hard. Be on your Kramer shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you're not doing good, try anything now. Yes. Like, because you might be able to turn it around. <laughs> and if you don't, at least you've uh, you've tapped into a different level. You're like, all right, like. Now I'm in pure creative mode at this point because shit not working. So I don't even got like that's like the Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. I, yeah. I'll come up here and do my shit. That is insane though. That Nicki Minaj bomb first on Malcolm X's daughter. That is pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not saying anybody's above being bombed on, but I'm like, damn, like damn, like like she's like you look at ass niggas ain't happy. Look at ass niggas ain't happy. You gotta respect it. You know? It's like <laughs> yeah. See now now. This is a whole nother tangent, but if you want to talk about drop the ball on their career, I know she's popular. She's made the money. She's done the tours and shit, but we saw the last big tour she tried to go on got canceled because they couldn't sell no fucking tickets. Nicki Minaj, they dropped the ball on Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj got a pen. She's good looking. You know, her surgeon game is on point. She She got a little bit of a swag about her. She got a likable personality. Like... She should have put out some classic music. Like, like no. you can listen to, as a man, you can listen to Lil' Kim's hardcore. And this is yes. just to start the whole Nicki Lil' Kim thing, but just give an example of female hip-hop that transcends gender, where it's just like everybody was, everybody can listen to Crush On You. Everybody can listen to No Time. Everybody can listen to some other tracks that's, that's on, you know, hardcore. Like, Eve got some shit that I still listen to. Like, what y'all dig is what you can't t-? Like, that shit's hard. Like, Nick, Nikki should have had some shit like that. No, I don't think, I don't think everybody had. Like, you saw what happened, like, when they did the album that where she tried to rap. Like, that shit wasn't like that. Wow. Like, they, the, the one in 2018 with Gunja was that, that, was that her like it, like her yeah, MC that, effort? That was her. Was, that, that was her was, trying. That was supposed to be. Was her trying to make a rap album? Because the rest of them shits is pop. Well, like, shit, I didn't they, even know. look, bro. I I didn't even they, know that that was she. That's what she was trying to do. They did exactly what they were supposed to do with Nicki Minaj. They <laughs> they cashed out. Like you, it's 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 show business. 
you you make what you got to make and you cash out. Like I'm pretty sure so, like if so, Nicki so Nicki Minaj is like a used car, you just cash out on that shit. Like like look if, if they did what you was talking, they probably wouldn't have made as much money off of Nicki Minaj. So they did yeah, what they no, did that's fair. It. Like like I said, the 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 listener conversation and the money conversation have to be separated because art and commerce conflict. Yeah. Like like the best art doesn't always make the most money. Uh, like you see the shit they pay four hundred million dollars for in the uh, those those European au- like art auctions. I'm like that little squiggle. Yeah. Y'all gonna pay four hundred yeah. million dollars because some nigga squiggled on it and he's dead? Like fuck that shit. Like yeah. the best art. Like yeah. So um, Nikki, I just think as a listener, it's like when you when she first came out. You know, we was in high school. Like that beam me up, Scotty and shit like that. I'm like, damn, this chick got bars. Like I, I would have liked to just, you know, like Drake. Drake is Drake is the biggest rapper in the world, and you know he just put out an all pop album that I have still not listened to. But Drake gave us, if you're reading this, is too late. He did a mixtape with Future. He fucking stays doing songs with Ross. Like you can feed both. Like I I don't think you I don't think Nicki. Would would have not reached the heights that she reached if she would have gave us some shit like Eve was doing on Rough Riders because Eve had that shit and she was still doing songs with Stefani. Uh, like I said, they tried in 2018. Like Nikki, I I sincerely think she tried to make a rap album. We got that nut ass Chun Li song and we got Ganja Burn. I like Chun Li. Like, I like Chun Li too, but I'm just saying. Hey, like so, that, ma- so maybe it didn't Nikki, do numbers. maybe Nikki hasn't disappointed us. Maybe, maybe we just saying. don't appreciate what we got. That's what I'm saying. Because like, I like Chun Li, I like I like, Form. I like yeah. um, I like a couple like other drones off that album. But that shit ain't do numbers like that. Like, but th- that's what I'm saying. It's like, like that album was probably the closest thing you get to like a hardcore album. And like you said, there's shit down there that we like, but it's a different era in hip hop. Like I don't think you can compare like what Lil Kim did. And say, oh, Nikki, Nikki should have done something like this. Like, it's it's different. Like, you yeah, because now, that now, now that I'm remembering, she did try to. She even tried to do a remix to Just Playing. And yeah, all that. that's yeah, what I'm it, saying. It just didn't work. Yeah, you're right. It just didn't, didn't work. work. So you know what? You, you finally won a music debate on the podcast. <laughs> you finally. It, 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 it only took you 11 episodes. Like I, I was undefeated up until this point. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on on that note, I think we're going to end the podcast there. We want to thank y'all for listening, and we'll be back next week for all new episode of The Last Men Potting.